Welcome back to Romance Ever After, the podcast where we talk about romantic comedies exclusively with the romance novel loving community. As always, I'm your scatterbrain host, Allie Parker. Today, my wonderful guest is Jody Slaughter. Jody is a 20-something romance author who spends most of her days hunched over a computer for her day job and her nights hunched over a different computer for her novels. While her back is definitely suffering, she wouldn't have it any other way. She loves love, so she writes romance novels full of heart, passion, and heat. When she isn't putting steamy scenes or declarations of devotion on the page, she can normally be found trolling for memes, dreaming about tacos, or consuming way too much television. Welcome, Jody. Hi, Allie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Um, I'm really excited just to have you, period. Um, I've slightly been stalking you on Twitter, um, and I have to say the meme trolling has definitely paid off because you are, like, amazing at it. It's a high art what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think this is, like, as a millennial, especially as, like, a younger millennial, this is sort of, it's my calling, like, you know, people ask, like, like, if I wasn't, like, a romance author, if there was a job where I could just sit and, like, troll with memes all day and get paid for it, that's that's what I'd be doing. I'd find a way. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somebody should pay you to do it because you're amazing at it. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> Katrina Jackson, specifically, I'm calling her out. This is the second time I'm calling out author Katrina Jackson um, she sh- specifically should pay me because she loves to steal my memes. She is. So I have seen it. She steals your memes a lot. A thief. A thief. A, thief. a meme thief. <laughs> All right. Um, but let's yes. talk about romantic comedies a little bit more. Um, I'm going to assume you love romantic comedies. I do. I really, I really do love romantic comedies. It's actually been kind of a, um, I think my history with rom-coms is not, particularly linear. I've gone sort of up and down, um, but I've recently like come to the conclusion that like, yes, I do. I do love rom-coms. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think everybody goes through like kind of a roller coaster with romantic comedies because of the fact that, you know, they goes through periods where it's loved and then shat on. Um, yeah. But most importantly, we have gone through like this mega period where they almost didn't exist for like almost a yes. decade. And yes. it was, they were barely there. So like, it makes perfect sense that, you know, you might have a little bit of an up and down history with it. Um, what are some of your favorite romantic comedies? Okay. So I was, I was like really like putting, like thinking about this. So I think some favorites, I'll go like uh, into my actual favorite one. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Great. Obviously awesome. like seminal really great my big fat greek wedding oh perfect yes yes was such a good one um i really love and i have a hard time understanding whether or not i'm a, clueless but i think so much of that is like whether or not it's technically classified as a rom-com uh also like i i think my love of that is largely good into like i loved it so much when i was like 14 um and so you know um and then my actual I think favorite rom-com is One Fine Day 
Have you heard of oh, this one? Oh, I have. Yeah. I have. I used to watch that all the time. All the time. Me too. Because it used to be like on HBO like all the time. And so like yes. you could just pick it up on a random Saturday. Yeah. There, yeah, no, yes, I, and that's, I think that's why it's so burnt into my like memory, but it's also mm-hmm. it gives me like just thinking about such a warm feeling every time I yeah. think about it, every time I watch it, just like happiness. Yeah, it's such a quiet romantic comedy, it, it takes place over like one day, yes. Um, and you follow these two hectic parents who mm-hmm. are just like dealing with childcare. And George everything. Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, by the way, very yeah. hot. Yes, very hot and very New York City, very, it's it's just very like this nice warm snapshot. Like I think even yes. like they filmed it like with like a warmer filter. It's it's a really- Yeah, but it is, are, it's, yeah, it is. <laughs> but we are unfortunately, we're not talking about one fine day today. Um, today, <laughs> today we're actually gonna be talking about the lovebirds. Um, but before mm-hmm. we start to get into that, um, I want to talk about tropes a little bit. Um, okay. What kind of tropes do you like? Um, so I have a huge, like, wide array of tropes that I'm, I love. But in rom-coms, I really like a good, like, enemies to lovers. I like a good contentious relationship. I really like, like, forbidden love stories. Um, I really like second chance romances yeah. I like that like sort of like I call like fumbling fools in love <laughs> okay it's like people who just kind of are like stumbling yeah. through it yeah <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> okay okay people who are like figuring it out because yes. that's a little bit more real to life because a lot of times people just don't realize what the hell is happening like love yeah exactly them in the face most of the time yeah I can I can definitely appreciate that uh, yeah definitely I really love it when like the whole world is shouting you two fools you're in love with each other why won't why can't you get it together come on now yes when it's like they're they're like a part of like a friend group or something mm-hmm. and their friends are like oh my gosh you guys like that's that's <laughs> it's a classic it's like delicious yes yes definitely um okay so let's let's move on into the movie. So um, like I said, we're going to be talking about 2020's The Lovebirds. Um, but just a reminder for everyone, what we're going to be doing, I'm going to recap the whole movie um, and then go through, then we're going to go through what works and what doesn't work so well. Um, and we'll cover like, you know, things that we think might work well in a romance novel or couldn't possibly work in a romance novel. And then um, we'll just kind of just dive deep into the movie. Um, and mostly the big thing we're going to be answering is, is this movie actually a romantic comedy? Um, but just to start off, Jody, do you actually think this is a romantic comedy? I do. I do actually think it's a romantic comedy. I mean, it's, um, I think it's a little different than a lot of the rom-coms that I watch that I've been exposed to, largely just because it's two like actual comedians being like nonstop like jokes mm-hmm. throughout. Um, and when I think of rom-coms, I don't necessarily think of that like, it's something that I'm supposed to be like actively like gut busting laughing at the whole time. I mean, obviously there are some where that's the case. Um, but so I think this is definitely a rom-com 
I also think it's got a good bit of like actiony, maybe suspense, thrillery elements thrown in as well. But mm-hmm. I would for sure classify it as a rom com and a strong romantic arc, of course. Yes. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. It has a very strong romantic arc. And like you said, like it's they're they're on a clip that their banter is like top is top shelf. Yeah, it's yes. nonstop. And if you pay like really close attention to the banter, you can like you can see like their relationship and how it's developed um, mm-hmm. in that banter. And that can kind of disguise the fact that, yes, it is a romantic comedy. Um, but more importantly, this is a second chance romantic, yes. romantic comedy. This is that that's the main trope that's in this. It's a second chance romance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times with romantic comedies, we're looking at two people who are coming together for the first time, right. and figuring out that they want to be together. These are two people who are have been together. Um, we do see them at their like first first bloom. Um, first blush. Yes, when they first get together, when they're all madly and passionately in love. Um, and then, but when we spend the most of our time with them, they've been together for years. They know every nook and cranny of each other and they know how to dig into each other. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll discuss more about that as we go through um, and definitely at the end. But let's start out with um, a little bit of background on this movie. So this movie came out this year in 2020 um, in May. It was supposed to be released in the theaters in April. Um, But this was one of like the first movies that not only pulled because uh, pulled their theatrical release because of the pandemic, but they were like the first ones to announce like we're just going straight to streaming. Like we're not right. we're not even going to try and do that VOD stuff mm. where you pay thirty dollars and you get like <laughs> two days to watch it. <laughs> we're just going to go straight to Netflix, and you can see it there. And which it felt like a birthday gift to me because Listen. my birthday was like the first day of lockdown the first weekend of lockdown in DC and mm-hmm. I had like planned to like do all kinds of things for my birthday and instead I spent it on the couch <laughs> eating waffles <laughs> um, so <laughs> the fact that they announced this movie which I had been dying to see when the trailer released in February was coming to Netflix I was so excited um so that's a little bit on that. Um, it was directed by Michael Showalter, who of like Stella Comedy, and he did What Hot American Summer. So that's why there's a lot of really good timing for the comedy. Not just that we have two awesome comedians as our leads, but we have a, a really good comedic timing comedian. Right. The director, like the yeah. writing is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the script is actually from like the, these three random Canadian dudes. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So one of them was like an executive producer on Stargate Atlantis. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. The other two are uh, just uh, Canadian actors. One of them was like, I don't know if you've ever seen Men with Brooms, the movie. It's just, I haven't. It's just a movie about curling. Anyways, they made a TV show <laughs> and he was like, he was a star of that. And then there's like this other guy who wrote this like really random sex comedy movie, which maybe if I can find it, I'll force somebody to watch it and talk about with. Um, but oh so, yeah, so, so just what I'm saying is, the production team on this was really white dudes. Which is surprising. <laughs> yeah. That well, that kind of shocked me. I I assume that Issa and I did too. I also think I think that it's because I think there was probably, I don't know this for sure. I think it's likely that there was a lot of improvisation. Yeah. Um 
probably especially I because I just feel like it can it's quite uh voicey mm-hmm. in some parts where I'm like because I'm pretty I'm very familiar with Issa Rae's um, comedy all the way back from like um, Awkward Black Girl like on YouTube and mm-hmm. I watch Insecure now and I'm also pretty familiar with Kamel Nanjiani as well his like comedy and so I feel like a lot of it is very much like there's a lot of personality of these two comedians mm-hmm. and their sort of what they put into it um, and so yeah I'm, I definitely thought I hadn't done all the research we did. I definitely thought that there was, they might've like done some writing or something. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, I have to assume that Kamal and um, Issa had, were given like a little bit of carte blanche, especially for a mm-hmm. lot of like the riffing they do. Yeah. Um, it's so specific. It and, is. And it's, it's, the it's very. Browns. Yes. That's the meeting. So, I'm like, and your white, white woman man, fingers. And yes. yes yeah. A white man didn't write that. Like, no, no, <laughs> no. I refuse to believe. Like, it just it isn't possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that in mind, let's get started on recapping the movie. So like okay. I said, um, we meet Leilani and Gibran. Um, Issa Rae and Kamal Najiani uh, at the beginning when they've just first met they've had their like a one night stand right or I... what seems to be and this is actually if I if I can go in like a small caveat this is go actually I, I want to see it they're yeah. like I want to see the like hot the heat um, but they're when we first see them they're like outside um, mm-hmm. and on like a doorstep and they're like oh well that was like a great night yeah and so like i'm not sure if it's if it's their house they're coming from or if it's some friend the party because they were supposed right. to be met at a party at the crudite table yeah both kept hanging out at to meet each other and you know they finally get together and we just see them have this like lovely like night after the party mm-hmm. where they're just strolling the streets of the New Orleans. they're drinking they're- out of a they're drinking liquor out of a brown <laughs> paper sack like <laughs> yeah they're drinking out of brown paper bag and then they go to breakfast and like you know they're just like being all sweet and cute and idyllic Uh, uh, and like you know they're looking at each other and she gets a text from a friend and she's like mm -hmm. oh crap I forgot I was supposed to meet somebody and then you get like that moment of discordance where like awkward yeah yeah they're super awkward and like she kind of wants to stay but she wants him to say stay yes he's like well if you gotta go and because he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to put he doesn't want to push the boundary too far he doesn't want to make her uncomfortable he also isn't like fully sure whether or not she wants to stay as much as him so he's like mm-hmm. she's like you know uh well I can stay he's like well if you need to go and, and she's, she's like, like oh, oh. oh but then like he looks at her and she goes oh. is that your is that your I'm gonna kiss you kiss face. you face and he like freaks out <laughs> and then kiss and I swear to God, these two- Oh, actually, first he says, or no, does he say that for, before or after? Where he's like, you're amazing. What does he say? You're incredible. Something no, like they, that? They, they, they start to kiss and then they pull apart and he says it. Okay. And then they kiss more. Mm-hmm. And like the kissing in this movie is so freaking hot. Very I agree. Hot. We should have been able to we see. We should have gotten some steamy scenes. Yes. With, with, between- Gibran and Leilani. Yes, because Kumal is clearly coming off of his workout for um, the uh, Eternals. So he's so is, hot. He's 
he is ripped and like everything is like perfect and like when they kiss it's like i feel it coming off the screen that they Listen. possibly want to really tear each tear their, tear their clothes off each other they have they have really um their chemistry is really interesting mm -hmm. um I think I really I I've seen some like um, critiques that they didn't have chemistry and I don't agree. No, I don't know that I found their chemistry to be like <laughs> like um, Brad and Angelina and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? But yeah. that's also not this movie. I mm -hmm. think they're so funny together, and they do seem like they genuinely like enjoy being around each other mm -hmm. um and i think their fighting is really like fun and i i think they for sure have chemistry and i think it for sure shows it when they kiss yeah and so i'm like horny little demon like come on like <laughs> <laughs> why don't we get to see them fuck Please. <laughs> but yeah so yeah so that's just like the first five minutes we get this lovely little moment in time of them at the first at the beginning of their relationship and then we go flash forward to four years later, and then we're in the thick of a relationship. Yes. And my God, this opening scene, just like, it called out to me in my heart. <laughs> and like, the fighting that they do is so honest and true to what I know as fighting in a couple, because you know every little thing about each other, and you know exactly where to dig, <laughs> and you just do it sharp and fast, and like you know when to go, how deep you can go without like yeah. completely blowing things up. And like mm -hmm. they start at that surface level, but like as they keep going, they accidentally cross that barrier. And yeah. then all of a sudden, now it's not just about little white woman fingers and meaty browns <laughs> and, and fucky cheese. <laughs> now now it's like actually like, are we incompatible yeah Do, are we and i also think i really like that they i think it was it was true it was very lived in their mm -hmm. fight because they're arguing and she's still getting ready mm -hmm. she's like i'm not gonna stop like because they're they're preparing to go to um a dinner party like a friend's dinner party and so leilani is like getting ready and she just like doesn't even stop yeah. and that's how and i think it's like um it's like a really great indicator of like, okay, this obviously isn't new to them. This isn't like the relationship is just now sort Started, of starting. Yeah. To, yeah. Right? No, it's, they, like, it's lived in. They've been here before. Yes. This is every time they are, they're getting ready for a party. Yes. This is not new at, not all. at all. Um, And they're in the car and they like, they've, they've gotten to this point where they realize like, are we even like in this for like, for real like and they do, say some mean shit yeah he, some mean shit he says like other. i don't want to be with someone who's so superficial shout and she says and she's like um i don't want to be with someone who's so comfortable with failure or something yeah. like that and and it's like oh shit yeah yeah <laughs> and that's how the movie starts yes and it's one of those moments where like when you're thinking about i when you're when we want to wrote it one of those things it's like how do you come back from mm -hmm. saying something like that mm -hmm. because it's one of those things where it's like these seem to be some specific parts of their personality that for for each of them that it's like they're not gonna you know change leilani has like very specific mm -mm. ideals of what she wants in a relationship how she wants to portray their relationship he obviously has some like deep-seated insecurities about like his place in the world and their relationship and it's just like Ugh! and then yeah so it mm -hmm. starts pretty 
pretty intensely to the point where the first time I was watching it, I was like, oh, I didn't know we were going to go there. And how are we going to come back from it and keep this funny? Because that at that point, it's very mm -hmm. much not. Well, it wasn't funny to me, I guess. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, in, in, in certain in a certain respect, like this is the yes. moment for the romance it the movie based the in in an arc of this movie the bleak moment is basically mm -hmm. in the beginning and then everything is reacting to that and how do we move yes. them away from this toward that happy ever after which is very different from yeah. most from um, romance novels because you know the bleak moment is typically somewhere more towards yeah. the center towards the end um rather than like at the start um so that's that's how that's different. Um, but keep, let's keep going. So they, they've had this horrible moment and like they're both kind of freaked out in the moment of the relationship. And what shocks them out of their that moment is the fact that they hit a guy, <laughs> hit on, a a guy on a bike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Gibran says something like, what is he even doing like driving a bike on this, in this part of like driving a bike in this part of town or something like that. And it's like, hello, New Orleans isn't right. that like, or shouldn't you ride a bike? It's I'm one sorry. of those moments where, um, like, you know, you just kind of panic and you're just like, ah, you're just like looking to blame anything on anything. <laughs> blame <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, and so like they're freaked out, but the guy he on the bike up. just hops up and he runs away. Um, and they're, they're still busy being freaked out when this guy jumps yeah. in the car and it's a guy who says mm -hmm. he's a cop and he starts chasing after the guy on the bike and you know they're focused more on that and yeah because he's told them he's like oh this is like a criminal or something like that so they're like okay and they're clearly freaked out that this guy this strange white man who says he's a cop has like <laughs> commandeered their car but they're like oh okay especially because they're still traumatized by the fact that they've just hit this guy Mm -hmm. so and they've broken up like they're exactly it's, it's literally like we need therapy like this is like traumas that happen like years in between each other and this is within the span of 10 minutes yeah um so um, it's just, they're chasing the guy and you know yelling about like people jaywalking in this part of town <laughs> it's like it's the french quarter everybody jaywalks in the know? french quarter um you know and then like they finally catch up to this guy again and like he runs over the cop who's driving the car runs him over yeah repeatedly, repeatedly. not like I'm just trying to stop him hit him like no he runs him over back I think it's a good six up. times yeah yeah. And it's, it's yeah. for comedic effect, it's so shocking as a viewer. And it's clearly so shocking to Gibran and Leilani who are sitting in the car, just kind of like mouths wide. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on? Because you get the bumps of like, like a speed bump of them yeah. bouncing. <laughs> when you're like, no, <laughs> that's a body. That's He's a running body. over back and forth a body. Yeah, it's, and then, um, yeah, the, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's one of those moments where you have to, it's one of those, like, you know, that panic laugh where you're like, oh, what mm -hmm. the fuck? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they run over this car, this guy, and this, the cop just jumps out the car and walks away. And they're, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, what do we do? What do we do? Who do we call? But it was a cop who just ran over this guy. Mm -hmm. Who Do we call the cops? What's happening? And then, like, 
this random hipster white couple walks up the alley and they like start freaking out because dead body yes they're like we didn't do it he didn't do it but jabron like a thinking man just starts booking it he books it and then he 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 yells back he's like run leilani (laughs) so leilani's like "Uh, uh, i gotta go too so she books it too and the um one of the hipsters is like um i think this is like this is this is for sure written by like uh you know some like white liberal guy where she's like, <laughs> um uh, she calls the police and she's like i think they just murdered this man um an african-american and a um person of color <laughs> and it's, it's so just, spot on though 100 yes, um so yeah so uh she's Jerome like Lamani, i'm not saying and she's like, I'm not saying that because they're yes. people of color. <laughs> like, but they just happen to be people of color <laughs> who killed this man. And they leave the car there, doors open, like keying the ignition. Like not even stopping to think, just go, just okay. go. Which let's be real, in respect, probably the right move. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> like they are two people of color too, like a black and a brown person. <laughs> And, and you and it's one of those scenarios it's like you can't, can't who's really gonna believe him. you yeah yeah like you know I mean? oh a cop jumped in my car like and they don't know that there's cameras around no they don't know anybody can see what's happening they're just freaked out so yeah don't blame them for running trauma so, response yeah so they run um and they go to a diner as you do um <laughs> when you're freaked out uh and you know they're they both look worse for wear and they're sitting there and the waitress comes over and she's like what happened to you two and they were like we were painting blood colored things (laughs) (laughs) like okay (laughs) um they just order a couple milkshakes and they like sit down to like figure out what they do what they're going to do um and you know do we go to the party Right. No. Jabron is like, I think Jabron is one who's like, uh, I think we should, maybe we should just call the police. Like, I don't know what else we should do. And Leilani mm. is like, oh, okay, you look like a murderer right now. You <laughs> yeah. go to the police. I'm going to, I'm going to think you're a murderer. And she <laughs> says something about eyebrows. like, and his murder beard. She's like, you have a murder beard. He's like, I thought you liked my beard. It looks like murder. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, and then at that point, when they're still trying to like figure it out, Leilani gets a call. Yeah, she gets a phone call and it turns out to be a cop who is asking, you know, um, is this your car? And she's like, what? My, my car is out front of my house. Oh, outside. Like, look, let me look. Oh, oh my God. And like, she does the worst impression ever. Uh (laughs) Oh, she's looking for her car. Of course the waitress comes back and the cop can hear. And she's like, is that a waitress? Oh, what? And Jabron just takes her phone and dumps Dumps it it into a milkshake. Yeah. Dumps it in the milkshake. Dumps it in the milkshake. So they decide to like, they go walk by the river and like they're freaking out and they just decide at this point, you know, they've got to figure out what's going on because um, <laughs> they got the phone of the guy on the bike. Mm-hmm. And as the, I guess the most orderly criminal ever, he keeps his whole entire appointment schedule on his, on his phone. phone. He's he got to keep, he's got to keep that, that iCal updated. Yes. You know, yes. And um, he, gets a, he gets an alert that he's meeting Edie at a bar i actually thought that part if we can like back up just a little bit 
when they're like yeah. by the river or whatever mm-hmm. um discussing that was a really it was really funny because there, there's also this little part where like a dog walks by and they're like oh woof woof sweet baby like whatever but there's this <laughs> part where because Leilani's like you know I think we've got this phone if we can like kind of solve the case a little bit and figure mm-hmm. out who who's done it find the guy we can take him to the police and then mm-hmm. they will like that will be cleared and Jabron yeah. is like you think we can solve this crime like we couldn't even like get our relationship together and I was yeah. like Ooh. I just love <laughs> that like but just a little tidbit of like I think it was the first moment in a couple scenes where we hearken back to the yeah the fact they're broken up yeah. yeah and so it's like a little a little tidbit of like yes this is still going to be a thing in the movie mm-hmm. um because for right. I think there's a little section where you where you think okay like uh, is this going to be like an action sort of thrillery movie or is there going to still be like a romantic arc but that mm-hmm. little thing clued me into okay yeah this is still gonna be so yeah like, we're still gonna get some romance in here so yes yeah. they go to the bar um to the <laughs> Edie. And even and even there, like they still they're still in on that whole romance and this is our relationship stuff because like he's she's like you don't like being anywhere there's people like we wouldn't yes, go and they do anything. know each other so well. I mean, because you have to. You've been, <laughs> they've been together for what four or five years. Like, of yeah. course, they're so they're lived in. They know each other and they love yeah, each other. Yeah, we wouldn't. She could, like we wouldn't do anything if I never made plans for us. And like, well, you made plans now and look what <laughs> happened. <laughs> now we're about to go to prison for life yeah and so they finally get a text that Edie is there and she's upstairs on the balcony which I swear to god is the balcony that Justin Timberlake got caught on but that's oh just my, my theory <laughs> that's just my theory <laughs> it um, looks like one of the balconies in um uh girls trip when they're at essence Fest. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so they go up to the balcony and Edie's there in her like Carmen San Diego get up. Listen, she's literally <laughs> trench coat and like I think and a hat and a fedora, fedora with like, like little skill and like and she collar pulled up and she's played by I don't know this Anna Camp. Anna Camp, yes, with yes, her Anna Camp. with her accent that's so recognizable. Her super South Carolina accent. Yes. Oh my god. Um, she's just like such such a perfect little Southern Belle. I know. Um, and she's like all freaked out that they're like you're you're drawing attention to us like are you fucking kidding me you're in a church coat in a bar you look like perry mason and you're in a bar in new orleans and like like everyone's got on like jeans and tank tops and you're yeah you're like covered head to toe yeah yeah basically so so they she lures them basically outside Uh and then and then somebody tases them from the back over the head yeah (laughs) and they wake up in a barn tied to chairs chairs (laughs) with the world's two most two inept um kidnappers absolutely ridiculous and anna camp is there with her husband who's in a bird mask totally prepared for the pandemic um he he knew he's a congressman so he knew i know and (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's clear that like 
um, Anna Camp is the more she's a she's a criminal mastermind behind this little mm-hmm. scheme, um, and he's just like a, a bumbling fool. Yeah, um, and so she comes at them with like giving them a choice of a frying pan full of bacon. Yeah, because she's interrogating them. She wants to know like who their boss is. And they're like, what boss? We don't know any boss. We yeah. just came here. Because they're just there to try to get information to figure out who the guy is, that whose phone they took. And mm-hmm. she's like, also trying to figure out who this guy is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clearly this guy has like, he's, he's in some deep shit. And they, and they had, she has something, he has something on her and they don't know what. And so she, she's like, okay, you've got a choice. Frying pan full of bacon. <laughs> she's bacon frying grease. bacon on like a hot <laughs> plate in the barn. Yeah. Just gr- full of grease. Oh, huge pan. Or what's behind door number two. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and she, and Leilani's like, choose the bacon grease Mm -hmm. she wants she clearly wants you to choose what's behind the door because that's going to be way worse than what's the bacon grease um and he's like no 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 it's bacon grease it's clearly going to go in my face you don't like burn victims he's like i would totally love you still (laughs) and she she says something about how like um oh gosh she's like he, yeah, he says something about, like, people don't, like, burn victim, try to get, she's like, I'd be with a burn victim, and he's like, if, if you're not with a burn victim when we, when we get out of this, like, as in, like, we're broken up, so if your next boyfriend isn't a burn victim, he's like, I'm joking, he's so pissed. I had a cackle at that, um, <laughs> but ultimately, Jabron goes rogue. He chooses what's behind, what's the, behind door. the door. What's behind the door is the backside of a horse. It's the backside of a horse. <laughs> and he's and like, Jabron's like, is he, is he gonna like poop on me? Oh, no. No, no, no. Nope. no. He kicks those legs back. Got donkey kicks <laughs> clear right across into, the barn. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, you're like, <laughs> oof. And he's just like, choose the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I, I think Leilani is about to get doused in bacon grease. Yeah. And she finagles her way out of it. Um, mm-hmm. She actually forces the bacon grease back onto Anna. Um, <laughs> and she gets out the chair and she grabs an envelope that she sees across the across the room and she grabs Jabron and they hightail it out of there. Uh, so how now, he manages to run, walk, breathe <laughs> um, is, you know, that's just movie magic. Because Especially fast enough to get away from them. Listen, I would have been like, you could bury me in this hay because that's it. <laughs> I'm like, just going to be here. This is where I live now. Um, that's it. And so then they go to um, this uh, I guess like a CVS or something. Yeah, some like kind a of pharmacy store. Because they're um, in their like um, they're in their like dinner party clothes. So she's got on yeah. like a dress and heels, and he. I mean, he's in you know like slacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but they're like they're covered in hay and bacon grease yeah. and what the hell? <laughs> they look a hot what? ass mess. Yeah, but like also these are the clothes that they've been wearing for a while, so that's also how people can identify them. Yes. So let's change. Let's get out of this garb. Um and 
also <laughs> tend to Gibran's wounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So here we go. I'm going to see if I can play this clip. Okay. If I break this. Um, let's see. I love this scene. There's a little part before the scene you play where there's like, a, um, cause it's, it's clear to us that Leilani is like, well, he calls her shallow, but she is very focused on like how she's perceived by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, when they're changing clothes, I mean, obviously the selection in these little convenience store places of clothes isn't great. So she's got on these like, um, what do they call these like luminescent leggings? Oh, they're like, um, like holographic. Yes. Holographic leggings, purple leggings, and this like sweatshirt with like a colorful sweatshirt with like a unicorn on it. And she's like, uh, what do I, I, you know, I look stupid. I look ridiculous. And he's like, no, you look, he's like, you look really good or something like that. And it's just like, oh, look, it's one of those, like they have, um, it's a really sweet little warm moment. That's a precursor to, one of my favorite warmer moments in the movie <laughs> that happens in this clip. Okay, here's your moment. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh my god. Gonna go sneak into the back. <laughs> oh, she's tending to his wounds with the, those band aids that I've only ever seen in movies. Come on. The little with with the little thing. Wings. Like, I've never. Yeah. Oh, and he. He can barely like lift his arm to take his shirt. It's like classic hurt comfort, which is my, it's just catnip for me. Raise your arms. And she's helping him take off his shirt. She lifts his shirt. She takes his shirt off. Slowly, his sweater. And they're like just face to face. Oh my God, they're so close. The tension, they're inches apart and you know they want to kiss, but you know they're like, we're broken up, we can't. And she makes him laugh, but it hurts. And she's putting, by the way, Neosporin on his bruise. I'm like, ma'am, that's not going to do anything for him. It's not going to do anything. He got in the chest by a horse. That Neosporin is not. He's got to go to the ER. His organs are like going to fail soon. That's okay, because he's got that eternal chest muscle now. So it's okay. He's he's safe. He can take a horse. His pecs have like the impact. He's good. He's all right. <laughs> he's good. He's fine. All right. So, um, so they go and so they're there and they're just like, okay. So we tried Edie. That didn't work. But I've got this envelope that has this address on it. An envelope with an address, which seems stupid, but okay. So they, let's go. Yeah. Let's go to that address. Let's so just go. go. So they go to it, they go to that address and it's this apartment building. And you know, they're trying to get in. She breaks her heel because trying Gibran's, to kick in the plexiglass door. <laughs> Jabron says, Oh yeah, I know, just with the force of your stiletto, the impact yes. is so tiny. It'll do it. It's fucking plexiglass, it's, my dude. And she's like, she's like, Well, why don't you kick it in? He's like, I just got kicked in the <laughs> chest by, by a horse. horse. So then oh, she's yeah. like, oh, you right, you right. <laughs> um, so clearly it doesn't work. They don't get to kick it in. So no, they have to so go they, around back. They scale the side of the building, <laughs> climb up the fire. Well, they don't like <laughs> That actually is a hilarious visual of them spider man They find like a fire escape. Fire it's so funny. Yeah, they, 
they climb up the fire escape and somehow calculate which apartment they're going into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and right. They <laughs> right. Break, and they just like kind of slightly bat on the glass until Multiple they break times. A, until they break a window. Yes. She does. <laughs> I think final. I think she finally gets to use her shoe to yeah. break it, but she has to like take it off. So I don't think she kicks it. Yeah. And so, and then there's like, and so the window shatters and there's, there's all this glass. How nobody hears them? How they don't, how, why they don't hear them is because all the people in this apartment are on the other side of this apartment <laughs> listening to Third Eye Blind. Listen, yes. Uh, very loudly. <laughs> so loudly that I they can't hear. So loudly like, that they can't hear her go, <laughs> somehow like I don't somehow. think I don't think they're not like that's uh this is so funny but my best friend that's actually her like favorite band <laughs> so it's one of her favorite songs so I've spent a lot and we've been friends since we were like 14 so I've spent a lot of years listening to that to to um that song at full volume and I think I I, I feel still, confident I could still yeah. hear a window breaking no it's not it. fucking death metal it's well, yes <laughs> semi-charm like, life you can, it's semi-charm life. <laughs> I mean like at this point it's now basically classic rock you can hear <laughs> like, on the other side of the oh world. god not classic rock that's awful I mean um yeah unfortunately <laughs> but song uh, is almost 30 years old <laughs> It's older than, than both of myself and my best friend. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Not older than me, though. Oh, no. Well, it's okay. I can't. It's a, you know you what? You can't relate. It's okay. <laughs> Soon. Um, um, so yeah, so they're in the apartment, and then, like, they keep the, the, fuck fr- the fuck boy frat boys who are in this apartment, like, with this little, like, uh, blackmail operation line going on yeah, stuffing envelopes. <laughs> One of them wanders over to their side of the apartment and they, you know, take him as hostage and interrogate <laughs> him as best they can, but he knows nothing and he runs off screaming, There's an intruder, mm-hmm. there's an intruder. But then there really is an intruder. It's an intruder. It's and the mustache. The, yeah, it's the guy, it's the, the fake cop. Or the cop. Yeah. And then you hear the pew pew of a silencer gun, and it's clear <laughs> that like this guy is really yeah. a bad guy, and everybody's dying, and so they hide in the closet. Uh-huh. And um, at this point, by the way, the song has changed to um, it's changed to a Drake song, but you just hear I think is it oh I don't remember, but it's it's the <laughs> the music from a Drake song. I don't think the lyrics are there, but yes, they run and they hide in the closet. This guy is like you know you know how like evil bad guys do where they're walking around he like picks <laughs> up a really bag of looking. chips they're right. just looking <laughs> right he, he picks up a bag of chips because he need because you you of course have to know like narratively how cavalier he is about committing mass murder <laughs> and um you need sustenance when you like shoot six people of course i mean you know <laughs> and bad guys need to eat too <laughs> of course i mean you know they got they have to stay strong so they can commit more murder awful. more yes so there he and then he yes so they're hiding in the in a closet together very close in like a small dark cramped space he is like walking around the room just like i guess in spe- i don't know why he wouldn't just leave immediately like if you kill six people in a house mm-hmm. i'm gonna say go ahead and book it 
Yeah, he's he's trying. So basically, he's trying to see if he's got anybody left to kill. Yeah. And then he basically realizes no, um, but he hears a cop car coming. So he books it um, and they hear a cop car coming. So as soon as he leaves, they book it, too. Yeah. But they grab another phone on the way out and it turns and an envelope. And, an, and another envelope, one of the blackmail envelopes this time. Um, and they have the phone and they realize, you know, there's got to be some information in it, some mm-hmm. kind of numbers or whatever uh, to figure out what's going on. And they're like, well, we can't figure out the passcode. And Leilani's like, well, <laughs> this guy I work with who, you know, Jabron has such an issue with um, yes. because, he still, because he steals Cat Williams comedy. And um, which is like a clear front for the fact that like Jabron thinks that Leilani has a crush on this guy. His name is Keith. And, and so he doesn't like he's basically like her work husband. Yeah, almost. yeah. And absolutely. And, and the work husband and the real husband, they never get along. Like <laughs> I it's I think it's very rarely that they do. Every other person I've ever met, the work husband or the work wife, they don't get along with like the actual See? partner. And yeah, and 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 Jabron is like no different. Yeah. So they go to this party, and okay, and so they go to the dinner party that they had originally left the house to go to, mm-hmm. um, and it's all their like very cool, very hip New Orleans yes. friends. Everybody's like dressed really nice. Oh, and then, this so house, is house is amazing, beautiful. Like they've got this great spread. It's, it's like it looks like a great party, and they um, seem to be really close friends. And this is like a small little. I know we're going to get to what didn't work, but I'm like, if, if these people are your really close friends and mm-hmm. you go to them and you're just like, I need, I need you to, and they know you and you know them and you're like, I need you to open this phone for me. They probably <laughs> just not ask that and be like, I mean, all right. But so, so to Jabron and Leilani, they're like, we have to like make up some scenario <laughs> we, so can't, that, we can't just be like hey can you help me open this yeah oh yes and by way, because keith is like a tech guy <laughs> yes so he's they're the going IT guy. because yes so he can like he's the it guy at her at leilani's company so yes. he could definitely break into it which jabron takes like as a personal friend it's like oh so he's really smart he's smarter than me kind of right thing. and like they get there but they're like we can't just just straight out say hey break into this phone for us we have to come up with the story and their story is like the least <laughs> plausible story their in story they, they took a there. boxing yes and they get their dressed like absolutely <laughs> like we said she's got on that thing she's got on a gold bomber jacket, jacket. And we're like what are y'all wearing <laughs> why are y'all late y'all look like you've been you've had the shit kicked out of you now <laughs> he we're pretends to have a, have a brain energy I mean, energy <laughs> injury See, and he can't I, remember I, his passcode to get into his phone where the videos of him getting knocked out are right. don't you want to see that <laughs> he and also can't like, remember his doctor's name he's <laughs> like doctor doctor it's awful <laughs> everyone around the table is looking at them like okay <laughs> Um, but Keith agrees to like unlock the phone, which they think is Jabron's. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there, there are two moments where like we see Leilani with uh, one of her friends, the woman in this couple who's throwing the dinner party, and they're talking about like she tells him we Jabron and I broke up, and the, her friend is like, oh wait, you guys are like 
the ideal couple. The, you're the yeah, best. you're the you're the best couple. You always take all those hot, steamy photos, which is something you know that Leilani and Jabron were talking about earlier. Like as things tend to happen in relationships where people have been together for a while, like things aren't always as steamy and hot as that first kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, we need to try new things, maybe an orgy, spontaneous, or whatever. Sex. Yes, that spontaneous sex. Like you can't plan spontaneous sex. And he's <laughs> like, well, I think you can. He's yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, there's this, a part of their fight in one of the, like, the second scene in the movie is, is um, her being like, I want to have, like, um, like, crazy hot sex, like, spontaneous Mm -hmm. sex, and he's like, okay, well, just tell me when you want to have it and what you want to do, and we'll do that, and she's like, that's not sex, she's like, spontaneous crazy sex is you're there, one guy shows up, and another guy shows up, and then another guy shows up, and he's like, no, you're talking about a a gangbang, and she's like, gangbang, orgy, same thing, so that's actually relevant, because it does kind of come up again, (laughs) so, so we get, so anyways, so, you know, she's talking to her friend and her friend is like, mm. oh my God, those pictures are totally fake. Two of my exes follow me on Instagram, <laughs> so I make which is jealous. why you don't go by what people post on Instagram no. and Facebook about their relationships. If all they're doing is posting on Instagram and Facebook about their relationship, what they the hate fuck each is other going on? Yeah, life. they hate each other. There's like nothing going on. Like anybody who is forced to stand still that much to have their picture taken. Oh my God, I know. Or, and or you never just take picture. one. Think about when you take selfies, like you take like 20. Yeah, no, you have to make sure right lighting, right smile, right angle. Like, so, so anybody who has nothing but those pictures on their Instagram, they're in hell. (laughs) No, I know you, you, you know, they're like sitting around. They're like, it's like a Saturday they're sitting, they're like, whatever. And then one of them has to be like, all right, well, I guess we have, you ready to take these pics? And then they have to like (laughs) clean up the one space in their apartment <laughs> or house the where they're gonna apartment. take exactly they have to push off and like they have to be like all right get the lint roller let's get the cat hair off the couch on this this on is like just the one spot. corner that like actually has some sort of design <laughs> yeah. element this is where we do That's our cute it. photo like, yeah <laughs> and then um <laughs> they spend the next hour and a half taking pictures yeah so basically she's like yeah no don't that that means bullshit because you guys were always the idyllic couple and that's what she's going through and then Gibran on the other end of the room he's sitting there with next to Keith Keith. and Keith is helping him go through the phone and talking about like you know Leilani talks about you all the time and how smart you are and Gibran is like oh I'm sure you went to like MIT and Keith is like oh no you're the fancy one here and Gibran is like what and he's like yeah Leilani brags about you all the time and then and look yes. at each other across the room because they're room. both they're both having like this crazy realization about like uh maybe like this person loves me more than mm. I think they do. Yeah, and like that that's really highlighting one of those things where like, you know, you get in a relationship forever and like you stop you know, blowing smoke up each other's ass Mm -hmm. um, because you're comfortable with this person and you know how wonderful they are and you think they know that you think they're wonderful. Um, But, you know, you think this person is wonderful. So of course you're always talking about how wonderful they are to everybody else. Right, but not Um, to them. Not to them, which can become, which in this point had become a point of friction because he didn't, he, he, he felt like he lost her adoration and she was sharing it on somebody else because she talked about people that she worked with, that she liked and she enjoyed instead of, you know, talking about how awesome he was. And she, 
And part of, part of her issue with that is like she wants to, but the one thing that he's holding back from her is this documentary that he's been yes. working on like almost their whole entire relationship and he still <laughs> hasn't shared it with her. Um, and she wants to be a part of that part of him, but he's not sharing that with her. Um, and she goes, so she goes so far as we'll hear later, um, that, you know, she sneaks in and she looks at his documentary yeah. one night when he's not there because she wanted to see it. She wanted to be a part of that with him. Yeah. Um, and you know, that that's really building on the fact that, like, you know, this is a romance. This, this movie is yes. as much about finding out why these guys keep getting killed <laughs> as it is about why these two just still belong work together. together. Why yes. they belong together. And I, it's, a, that's a really beautiful part of it. Um, so anyway, so they get the phone open and they find out that there's this party that they can go yeah. to. It's where... just this. And also, by the way, how Keith gets his phone open and how he's not like, what the fuck? Because it's like the phone and it's this weird background. And then all that's on it is one little app one little app that's it and you, <laughs> they open it and then it just says like a an address and like a time and they're like okay well i guess we have to go here <laughs> yeah so they're like we gotta go there it's a party where my doctor is and he'll see me <laughs> right. but it's a fancy, fancy. party so can we um, borrow some clothes and you know like good friends they are they're like oh yeah sure we're the course. same sizes somehow we wear the same sizes here's i oh i of course i have a tux in my closet you can right that makes you look like James listen Bond. and, and like, then yeah. i do like what i do like about this moment is like they reverse the reveal like we yes sort of see leilani get dressed and you know jabron has this moment of wow she's gorgeous but like typically we would get that she's all that walk down the walk stairs, down the stairs moment with, with a him. girl mm-hmm. we get him looking all gq as fuck bow tie just like oh beard moisturized (laughs) and she's like damn "Damn." (laughs) that was mine why did we say we were breaking up is mine like literally (laughs) um it's really great and so yeah they get into uh like a lyft or an uber to go to this. Go to the go to the orgy party. Um, yeah. and <laughs> they don't know it's an orgy no, party. Yeah, yeah, to go to the <laughs> secret place. secret party. Um, and, and they're in the car, and they're uh, just like having this like really like kind of quiet moment. Quiet so I guess we're gonna go do this. And yeah, I, I feel fun. like they're like really nervous, obviously, because they're like, all right, we're kind of narrowing in. We're getting to like the end of the night. We got to get this together. But then they're also like, both of them are like thinking about their relationship as well yeah okay and then I I have I actually have this because I like it because it leads into like one of the best parts like they're kind of so they're kind of nervous and she's just like can we turn on some music yeah because it's super awkward to just sit (laughs) in a car and I hope Katy Perry doesn't sue me because we're going to go as far as <laughs> we can go with this. <laughs> Firework by Katy Perry. And she's like, you know, you love this song or something like that. And he's like, he's refusing it. And she's just like, she's singing. She's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm singing. I'm like having a good time. I'm dancing. This song is tight. And he's just like, no. He's got to be open to this. 
He's like, I won't do it. He's like, are you serious? And, but like, you can't ignore you absolutely the song. Can't. It doesn't matter who you are. No, everybody loves the song because like it's it's a total up it's, song. It really it's is. all up. And he can't help it. The next thing and he's he singing, just starts singing. <laughs> Uh, he starts getting pumped because you can't God. help but get pumped by and, this and song. And he can't keep, he can't help but like, she like really brings that shit out of him. And they're both awful <laughs> singers and it's the cutest. And the Lyft driver even, is also Yeah, even singing. the driver's getting into it. <laughs> oh, and he gets so into it. The way they play that, it, ugh, I love that scene. I love it so much. I agree. I think it's like, it's for sure one of my favorites of the movie, obviously, because I pointed it out. But <laughs> it was just, it was one of, I've gone back even when I wasn't watching the movie and I watched that scene like maybe three times because it just made me, it was just, it's so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It's it's a great moment. So then we did get to the party, which is so eyes wide shut. Everybody's wearing a mask. One of the, and, and not just like, um, not just like a masquerade mask, but like one of those like, um, the doctor, what are those things with the, or like uh, the, a bird, the long The bird beaks. mask. Yeah, yeah, the long beaks. Yeah. It's, they're creepy. The Everyone's masks. also in like full, like formal wear. Yes. Ballroom gowns. And it's uh, a place. It's like a, like a theater, like a nice, yeah. this isn't some like seedy. No. No, like it's, nice it's place. like, it's, it's a venue. It's a yes. venue. And there are a fancy ton people go. of people there. Yeah, so many people. So they go and they're like, "What? What the hell do we? What? What do we do? We just follow the crowd and like these mm-hmm. bells ring and they go just take their seats, and you know they're just sitting there looking around like, okay, we're here. What's happening? What's going on? And then next thing you know, they're calling out random numbers and random <laughs> people are going up, and it turns out we're all watching an orgy. Orgy, yeah. It's literally it's like and these people they keep on the bird masks and once again there's no actual like um sex scenes it's not it's we not see that we see limbs limbs yeah you just see like shifting and like kind of like gyrating yeah. a little bit um, you see like <laughs> bodies that you think might be naked like yeah yes. you don't really see anything yeah but we you see, see a couple two. butts at yeah, first one thing but leilani is into it she's like <laughs> she's like oh they're putting in work <laughs> like, <for makeup. laughs> like, and that's an orgy um <laughs> yes <laughs> that is actually an orgy. and she's like she's like see this is spontaneous and jabron is like no this isn't spontaneous they probably all had this on their calendar <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh all of a sudden you know the lights come up and they're like uh turns out that we've got some traders here traders yeah and um you know on the count of three everybody take off your masks and so we can identify who the traders are and these two fools are the only ones only who ones. take off the <laughs> take only off their ones. masks and they're like ha we fooled you everyone in this weird orgy cult knows that you never take off <laughs> take your mask that's mask. the one rule and, and they're, they're like, like shit. freak they're like shit they, things are about <laughs> to go down but then they are saved essentially by the cops coming yeah, at in at the last minute because these people start like they're like they're essentially like attack them and they start like encroaching in which and- now that i think about it like i don't see how like a weird sex club cult orgy cult like that would like somehow the cops raiding it would be like how did illegal. they book that venue and yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm also yeah i'm like what's illegal about that yeah or, nothing, you're watching people who want to have sex let's have sex it's like i mean this is we're talking about a town where you know it's the strippers hang out 
in the window. Yeah, like, naked. You can get fully naked. So like, yeah, I didn't. That's another. That's one one of those parts that didn't work for me is that I didn't fully understand. Well, I I could understand like the framing because we see that um, the senator and his wife are two mm-hmm. members of this cult. So, and it's clear that it's kind of like a high society type thing. So mm-hmm. I would understand why these people wouldn't want other people to know that they're a part of this, but why it's illegal, I don't know. No. Or why it's like, either. why the cops are involved. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so um, so the cops come in, they grab, they're, everybody else scatters, but the cops arrest clearly Leilani and Gibran uh-huh. and take them into an interview room and you know leave them alone like, of course they leave them alone and they're just like you know kind of being weird and they have uh this moment um together where they're like you know well this is our life this is how things are now yeah they're like they're they think they're like our lives are over we, it's time I guess we have to like talk about our shit we have to get down to it like if we're going to prison for life and they're talking to each other and this is where she tells him that she saw his documentary, documentary. and you know she actually thought it was good yeah and he yeah. essentially tells her that like he just thinks so highly of her and that he kind of really wanted to create something like he was just like nervous that she she would wouldn't like, like it, it essentially yeah and like, you know, you can understand that, but like, you know, there's, there has to be an element of trust there with anything. Like I yeah. get it. Creative people, especially are especially sensitive about yeah. the things they do. And it's really easy to share. It's a lot easier to share it with people you don't know, mm-hmm. who you don't love and you don't care about their opinion. Opinion as much. Yeah. People you love and hold dearly. Especially. Yeah. And he thinks like he clearly thinks so highly of her. It's a, and, and because he says he's like, you know, it seems like you've always had your shit together. And, and she's she just, just like, you know, I just want you to share all of yourself with me. And they're just looking at each other softly, eyes soft. Like the I love, love you. you. I love, I love you. you. And I just want to be I you. love you. I know. And they're like, but we're going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they share a laugh. And then we <laughs> two cops who are just watching them like <laughs> they're like i like I them i don't think they should break up <laughs> yeah and then the cops come in and they're like come on <laughs> like of course <laughs> we don't we we know it. you didn't do it we saw that on the cameras what happened we're just looking for you because you know your witnesses we wanted to make sure you're not in danger and they're like what are you fucking serious and so then, like, you know, yeah, we'll get you a car home, since clearly your car has been booked into evidence. <laughs> um, and so they get in a car, and they're just, like, they're on the come down now. They're like, wow. So all of that. Dodged a bullet. We got, all of that for that, nothing. For nothing. We'll, we'll never find out who did it. We got so close. We got so close to figuring out what was going on, blah, blah, blah. And then their driver turns around and it's mustache cop. It's mustache. And he actually is a real cop. He's mm-hmm. just a dirty cop. He's a dirty cop who apparently had a bad relationship. And right. He's, he just starts he, unloading all of his personal <laughs> trauma. Like. <laughs> but like, you know, he apparently got in on this blackmailing plot and he decided to take out his partner because mm-hmm. they were turning on him. And <laughs> the frat boys. boys 
because they knew too much and now they know too much so these guys have to die too and you know like all good villains he takes them to the water to, to the docks yes to dispose yes, of docks. his body in the mighty mississippi he's gone he's got the gun on them he's like i'm gonna shoot him first i'm gonna shoot you and which by the way we love a villain who tells you their entire yes, plan always it's not a good villain so that you yeah. can you've you know it's easier to foil your plan if i know what yeah, it well, is yeah that's why the villains tell you that to give you that one one last it, dying chance exactly. which they do and they, there's this kind of been running gag throughout the whole movie of on one two three that's when you go uh-huh. um when jabron says one two three and you know the first time leilani doesn't get it um, the second time she, <laughs> yeah. goes, she thought, well, I thought we had the president presidents for the one, two, three. And he's like, what? No, she goes and he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then this last time he finally gets the one, two, they're, they're doing their best bantering, bickering, like going at each other, faking an argument. And he's like, what is going on? <laughs> they distract and, him with their and then argument. He, and then Jabron goes one, well. two, three, and then she ducks and then he goes and then, yeah. And Shoots, shoots him, him. yeah and bad guy disposed of and of course the paramedics and the cops show up and then there they are yeah just wrapped in blankets all like okay. yeah sitting on the back of an ambulance just just like oh wow actually the paramedic was one of the writers of the movie <laughs> yeah. oh really <laughs> <laughs> he was like i gotta do a little, little cameo get my, get my get my sad card <laughs> um so he's like you know just sitting there just kind of like you know well this is it i guess and then they realize like in that moment like you know they don't want to be apart anymore we don't we, we don't we, we love each other we want to be together. i love you and they look at each other and yes and it's another one of those fucking hot kisses and you, uh, you yes. get pissed that there's no sex in this movie <laughs> i know because especially because in the end they're like oh do you want to have like a hot freaky sex in the back of the ambulance and, and then we spontaneous <laughs> and they're like yeah and we don't and get to see that cuts to black, to black. <laughs> ah! we get them um playing the amazing race competing in the amazing race <laughs> yes <laughs> yes because in the beginning um that was a huge part of their their oh, first the yeah because Leilani was a have. big fan of that and she wants to be able to do yeah it. and she believes yeah she, she he was like I can't believe you think we could win the amazing race like we can't even oh, decide where to go to dinner <laughs> where to go to dinner and so yeah, the last the last shot is them actually doing the amazing race. And they're obviously they're like going through it, the, they're arguing. And their last challenge has to do with riding a horse and Jabron. And they're like fun is just freaked out. That, my friends, is the Lovebirds, which I think That's you can it. tell we both really enjoyed that movie. Really loved Um, it. so yeah, look, so okay, let's talk about what works and what doesn't work. Um, so you have clearly have a couple of things. Go for it. Yeah, I do. So I think in terms of like what works, are we talking specifically what works that wouldn't work in a book? Um, you can talk, you can start there if you'd like. That's fine. Both. Okay. So I think what works that wouldn't work in a book, I think is a lot of Mm -hmm. the comedy, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of it is very situational. A lot of it is very specific to, Kumail and mm-hmm. Issa a lot of it it's like um like I think the milkshake thing would it translate well I thought that moment was very funny when they're when they are sitting like right after <laughs> they've run away from <laughs> this murder scene um 
and Jabron like dumps her phone in like a mm-hmm. milkshake. I was like, eh, I don't think that would work. Um, I think that like the orgy scene mm-hmm. would be kind of difficult in a book because um, they're not a part yeah. of it. Um, and they and talk then very I think it would just too. be yes. And then I think the 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 one of my our favorite scene the the fireworks mm-hmm. scene. Like I just yeah I don't think that that's something that definitely well. is film only because of the fact that you're really relying on their chemistry as two people to sell that scene. Yes. Um. Yeah. So a lot of the com because so much of this comedy is just banter driven. It's a lot. It's a lot harder mm-hmm. to establish that kind of rhythm in a book. Yeah. Um. The, not to say that it can't be done. There are people who do banter really well in um writing. Shout out to Talia Hibbert. But it's a lot harder to carry it off with, uh, without like seeing the two people talking yes. and communicating the the tone. Like there are a couple of things that there are a couple of lines that Issa delivers in her like lost I don't know what's going on voice. Um, yes, that would not translate well in. A lot of the like sarcastic like when she's on the phone with the mm-hmm. cop like oh let me go check outside. No, I don't think that would translate very well. No. Um, so yeah, Either. because a lot of that comedy, it, it just would not translate well. And again, um, I think, I think what a book would get great though, is their tension. Like, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Where, I think it would ramp it up mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I think the trope would be really well. I think there'd be more romance in a, well, obviously, if we're like you know writing a romance, but I think it would be a little more. So I I don't I don't have a problem with the level of romance, because um, mm-hmm. I think I think it plays really well on the screen. The amount oh, yeah, of, I think it yeah. I I think it plays really well, and I think the amount that there is would play well in a book. I think for me though, um, the dinner party scene on uh-huh. a whole, I I don't think that that is. I think without being able to see Issa and Kamal look at uh-huh. each other yeah. at the end of that moment where he talk, where he's talking to Keith without being able to like physically see that I think a lot of that stuff just would not play as well I agree I yeah. agree actually I think we would I think we would totally skip the whole um I'm boxing now um it would probably yeah. be more like a little bit of an aside with Keith rather I than agree. us standing in the middle of that weird dinner party um, yeah I agree which and which I think is a huge um I think it's such a really fun great part important part of the movie um but yeah I agree would not work very well in a book yeah. um um, but to, like just on a whole, what worked well for you in Oh the gosh. Movie? I the chemistry between Jabron mm-hmm. and Leilani, the comedy was hilarious. I do think it was the right amount of like like it wasn't too well, to say it wasn't too violent is <laughs> maybe <laughs> we start off with like a stir. So I guess that's not necessarily true. I think the <laughs> level of like sort of action-y was really it really worked for me because it it they they weren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end, I mean, like Jabron did get kicked to the chest by a horse and walk away. But I'm, I'm counting that to movie magic. Like we had to keep the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the overall romance arc worked very well for me. Um, all of the soft looks that they give each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really love the movie. It was, it was, it's harder for me to find things about it that didn't work for me. And which I think I pointed them out, which was like sort of the general plot of the, um, the cult orgy thing yeah. didn't fully make sense to me. And what else? They, did I say? they really, they really dropped. So I would say, yeah, the, the structure of the whole orgy cult blackmailing thing, like that whole structure was weak, was incredibly yes. weak. Um, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but also more importantly, they don't do their best to, um, actually justify a lot of what's happening, um, along with the blackmailing. Like, like we said, them having, them watching an orgy, there's nothing illegal about that. No. Um, we, we do hear that the cop is the one who called the cops on them, Mm -hmm. um, on the on the orgy but i don't know that they necessarily called the cops on the orgy or if they call if they call the cops yeah on well and because the cops is like we've been we've had yeah, an we've eye been... on them which and that's also a thing is that like even like the blackmail part of it i feel like there there must have been things left on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. because i'm like what is this or we what is this thing it's not explained to us very well why the blackmail is like okay I I like I understand I think I understand the blackmail part of it so they there there was this guy who works here and he like got pictures of all these powerful people yeah having orgy sex group sex and group sex with people watching like a theater full of people watching which could be very damaging but they also wear masks well they wear the mask while they're having sex not necessarily. I thought they take off the mask for the sex. They take off robes. Oh, and did masks. they? Okay. Yeah, they take off the mask. So when they're okay. actually fucking, you can see them. You can see them fully. Okay. But the people in the audience, audience are still wearing. They keep masks. their yeah, they keep their masks on. So I'm thinking because I mean, come on, it would be really hard to give a blowjob with a bird mask. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Like yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, it's got, hard I've got to imagine. Like, it's just not thrusting. Eat an ass with that mask on. Yeah, yeah like, sure. could you imagine, like, trying to eat somebody's ass with that bird mask on? No. Like, no, well, that's the, gonna, the beak is gonna... It's gonna cause damage. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna no, cause you're damage. Right. You're right. So, so they take the mask off during the orgy, and the guy who worked there clearly takes pictures of the orgy. Uh-huh. Um, and he's... Which, by the way, bet your staff better. Better. Come on. If you're gonna... If you're gonna have... A fancy under- group sex with powerful people like you've yeah. gotta you need to make the actual members be ushers mm-hmm. at that point you know what mm-hmm. i mean don't just hire yeah. people from the outside yeah like that's yeah. rule number one of powerful cult shit yeah so that's why that eyes wide shut shit worked um also <laughs> a theater full of people like that is also your problem like too many people too many people you gotta segment that shit you have got to. a segment. Wait, it's like hundred people in a theater. No, it, at most, at most, you should have forty people during an orgy. That's session. very true, especially, and you should not have that many people in your secret society cult anyway. Too many, too many mouths. Yeah, talking. like if you have that many people, they never see everybody at the same time, and they obviously like knew you, each other because mm-hmm. um, in that begin when they when Gibran and Leilani like go into the theater, like they're talking. And also they don't come in with masks. So mm-hmm. that means that people don't and like um we see uh Anna Camp and her husband and she's not wearing a mask for a little while. Mm-hmm. So all of these people know each other. I'm like, there this is all a liability. Yeah. So what why why are the mask if we're just so open and honest and free about everything? But anyways, 
So yeah, like it, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make complete sense. I get the blackmail part of it, but the, why is it Why illegal? the black, yeah. Well, not why the blackmail, but yeah. Why yeah, is it a like, huge deal? Why is it a huge to the deal police. to the police that they've been keeping an eye on things? Like were, were the police saying that we were keeping an eye on it because we heard about the blackmail from certain parties? Yeah. We, yeah, that's never clear. And then why this guy just decides to start killing his accomplice? It's wild. Yeah, like why? And it's because he doesn't seem to do anything to like cover up the murders because it's like, okay, he's a cop, right? He knows there are cameras everywhere he doesn't yeah yeah how does he even touch like yeah he he doesn't even try it doesn't make sense you saw a guy get in but you couldn't see what he looks like right but you saw them and you didn't seem think to check any cameras around like he's the sloppiest villain in the world very sloppy he's very sloppy but anyways these i mean this is really but it's like i don't care you know what i mean care about this as much because the romance was so good it's so good and it's funny and, and so it's and like it's whatever. funny and they're charming and they're hot and i swear those kisses are so fucking hot. i know and we don't get oh, enough of them not near don't only two one at the front and the one at the end that's hallmark level kissing right there yo i know that's those, those are hallmark this is, hallmark is this movie pg-13 it's kind of so yeah. yeah i think so i don't even think they say fuck that much no no, it has to be Which is so sad. We we deserved sex scenes. Yeah. We deserved them like they when she was taking care of him in that back room at the pharmacy, we deserved a danger bang. Yes. We deserved, we deserved it. With his, having with his, sex in like the oh my god, could you imagine if something had happened and they'd like the orgy's happening and they like sneak out for a second and they screw in the bathroom and then they come because out of the bathroom and then they get apprehended yeah because they're horned up because they're like actually this is this is pretty hot or if we actually got the fucking ambulance sex yes oh, wow okay wow but these are so these that's are another thing that didn't work for me is that I, it could have <laughs> been hotter a lot hotter yeah but i guess but that's I'm, personal taste that's like every romance comic that's ev- I'm why are rom coms hotter? What's the know. deal? Why are they so family friendly? I don't. We had like there was like a hot minute in the nineties where they would shove hand shove sex scenes into all kinds of random shit, and I think yes, playing too much because they never were organic. Good, and, like, yeah. Now we just don't get sex. It's like so, it's like no sex for you, which. Like, which it's not our fault that Jen this X is why fucked up sexy <laughs> right and this is why we're all so like we were also like hype over uh 365 days because <laughs> oh, we yes. don't get it in get anything, anything else. else and we were just like absolutely just finally, finally some fucking finally but we were not finally some about balls in a movie <laughs> There weren't any balls, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. Another day, you and I can talk. I about listen. I would. I would argue that that is a romantic comedy. <laughs> I don't know that it has tried to be. I think actually it's more comedy than romance. To be it's romantic. a comedy. It's a comedy with some fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's a cautionary it's a tale question. with some yeah. with some like very intense fucking. 
Yeah. So anyway, so that's the Lovebirds. Um, we like it. We love yes. it. We want some more fucking in it. Um, yes. <laughs> we were okay that the essentially the B plot was incredibly lacking. Flimsy. And yes. It was so flimsy. It's really funny to watch a movie go from typically the romance is really flimsy and the B yeah. plot is really strong to like the B plot was like not yeah. especially written by people who don't to my knowledge have a long track record of writing romance yeah romance well like i said one of them did write um a sex what he called what they call a sex comedy um <laughs> it's called young people fucking um, oh, wow. and apparently won can a Canadian comedy award. So oh, wow. I might like I said, I might have to dig this up and uh see what it's like. Yeah. And see if the romance is as strong in it as Listen, uh this one was. This person might be a secret romance author. What's going on with you? What do you have going on lately? Um, I have some things going on that I can't talk about yet. Oh. But um hopefully soon come well I mean I've been writing I've been editing which is as soon as we um you know finish recording I'm gonna get some edits done yes get back hunched over my computer Um, (laughs) but yeah I've been you know trying to get some more content out for y'all um which we appreciate um (laughs) if you haven't checked out white whiskey bargain please do Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Don't worry. There's a lot of fucking in that one. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Where can people find you on the um, interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Jody Slaughter. Um, that's J-O-D-I-E-S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R. And you can find me on Instagram at Jody underscore Slaughter. Um, and you can find me if you want to go to my website at jodyslaughter.com. I mean, <laughs> website, who goes to those? Like, fuck yeah, that. H- it's just social media, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely follow Jody on Twitter because her meme game is strong. Um, yes, and you can funny. be like, you can be like Katrina Jackson and steal all her memes. Um, I will sue. I am very litigious. So, <laughs> be warned about that well jody thank you so much for coming on today and talking to me about the lovebirds uh i really enjoyed it thank you for having me i had a wonderful time